Hey, before we start this episode, Jen and I just want to say a huge thank you. Thank you so much. To all of you who have been listening. Would you do us a favor? If you have a moment, 30 seconds, would you mind going and starring, rating, and reviewing this podcast? Um, five stars would be great, <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. Um, here's why. That helps us to reach more people. It helps us when people are searching this podcast. So if you've been entertained or helped or we've made you smile or laugh or you're a, a regular listener of this podcast, it would mean the world to us if you would rate it and review it and it help us get it out to more people. Hope you enjoy the episode. Thanks. Hey, how's it going? This is Billy. And I'm Jen. And you're listening to Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen. Cheers. I love, um, you didn't know this, but Vic, the sound chick, she's um, overall production for this 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 endeavor that we are doing. It's and a she, lot. she started us out like, here's, she was so official right before we started. She's like, and we'll go in three, two. <laughs> and she doesn't say one because one is a silent count. Yeah. <laughs> it's a thing we do in the industry. And we're it's rolling in three, two. two. And cheers, my love. <laughs> um, right before we turned on these mics, you were wiping the bottom of the dog. Well, he didn't finish properly, so I had to make sure he was clean before he gets on my couch. So if you're a dog owner, you get you get it. Do you get it? You though? get it. On so many levels. You like get you it. wipe like his his rear. You know, oh, and I, then he came over sat by me and I pushed him away and you guys said I shamed him and I said You shamed him. I did shame him. Let's, he should be ashamed. No. He brought dry fecal matter onto my couch <laughs> okay who <Ew. laughs> is right let's, let's start the morning why out. are we why are we putting up with this why do we allow this to happen i love my puppy oh man he's not a puppy he's grown he's in dog years he's like in his 30s he's fantastic it's about time to get your bowels got a beautiful man. new haircut he's kind of like a velvet carpet he's just a handsome little pup <laughs> he's so cute he's just a handsome little puppy you sound like such a dog lady i'm a dog lady i am um all right, dog lady. Um, that's a bad nickname. What What are you most excited about right now in life? What's uh, got you going? I'm excited huh? about the the weather. It's 75 degrees today. Um, Doesn't take much, I guess. No, it's beautiful outside. I can't complain. It rained yesterday here in Seattle, first time in about a month, and I'm not going to lie. It's kind of nice. It you was, know you're a true Seattleite when you only have rain and gray days, and then you get a stretch of sunny days, and then a little rain hits in between, and you're like, ah. You know, like, like we turned on the fireplace yesterday is kind of cool. Everyone who came over was like, you know, different people coming in and out. They were like, it's kind of nice. I'm kind of like the break, and you know, yet you kept the AC going yeah, all day. I noticed I had to up that baby. I don't keep it going. I it just let it, freezing. it regulates. I keep it at a like certain temperature. I want the house to be at a certain temperature. So if it drops beneath that AC stops, it turns off. You know, it's cold, um, friends when, when it's summertime and I still wear a hoodie all day long. Babe, because the air conditioning is so chilly. You wear a hoodie so in Florida <laughs> in 85 degree weather, 100% humidity. You still well, wear a humidity. So that doesn't work, actually. False. False. What did I say? Uh, you wear a humidity. <laughs> you wear, it's yeah. just the air conditioning Some is so cold. Some of us wear hoodies. Cold. You wear a humidity. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if you were just going to keep going. Like that didn't happen. Hey, Vic, I need you to stay in your lane. <laughs> I'm also excited. We're going to go on a, a boat on Tuesday. Doing a boat thing. We're like going to yacht it up. Yeah, I, I think you should clarify a yacht. A yacht. I have never been on a yacht. Um, true story. 
I don't know many people that have been on yachts, and we get to go. We had a hang. friend call, leave a voicemail, and she's like, "I was wondering if you'd like to come on a, on the yacht with me." And she, I said, "You had me at yacht." She's like, "We we we will be we will be." <laughs> you were trying to you're trying to get it out, but just so it's happening. Give the people what they want. Yeah. Stop. I loved how you called her back. You told me like, we're I guess they're anchoring in um, Lake Union up in Seattle. It's gonna somewhere. be awesome. It's a it's legit. It's got like three state rooms it's just a pimped out yacht which i'm just excited to see it we're gonna stay the night one night with them on it but um uh you called her back and you're like uh you had me at yacht <laughs> she just started laughing i'm like so that's one of the things you're most excited about that'll right be now. really fun yeah, yeah it'll be really good you know it's kind of crazy coming out of like being locked down to getting back to work the summer has kind of just like flown by i don't know if i'm the only one that feels that way but it's it's already august i think you may be in a small group of people that feel that way really i, I think feel like summer is just like boom it's it's already august well, and babe, then if you recall <clears throat> many people are still straight up quarantining because they choose to right right it's not mandated at this point right right to a level but you, what to i'm a saying is, is I, i'm no longer quarantining like i did and it's like it's soon as you you're not quarantining at all I mean, no. just for the record, we'll put it out there. We're not quarantining at all because right. legally we don't have to. <laughs> right. So we are so we're out working and, and it about. has like going back to work, just having full days and fuller weeks. It's just caused the, the weeks in the month to just fly by. Yeah. So I, I'm excited to kind of slow down for a couple of days and enjoy. I that, know what I'm most excited about. Boat right life. Now. I'm kind of excited about I am excited about the yacht. I'm excited about. We sound so pretentious. Oh my! I can't wait to go on the I yacht. Regina, I'm down with the kayak too. Man, hey, a rowboat. We don't let's own go. a yacht. I never is going to own a yacht. Even if I had the money to buy a yacht, I wouldn't because it is literally throwing your money into a hole. You know, there's a friend this, of a friend that has. Um, the, no, it was it was actually your friend Kabi who is leasing or like timesharing a boat. She just rents boats. Yeah, but you timeshare. That's no, a, that's a yeah, brilliant yeah. way oh. to like enjoy a boat, oh, but not a boat have the membership. Of it. <laughs> oh, Reginald, <laughs> we're so. But why bougie. would you not? You live in the you know Pacific Northwest. It's so much water. It's it's mm, a great idea. I rented a paddleboard the other day. Does that make me bougie? <laughs> <laughs> you're just you're just on one. I can't wait to go on a yacht. Stop dearest. already. Okay, <laughs> get it out of your system. I know. Please. I'm making myself sick. Um, I am excited. You know what I'm excited about? What? The holiday season. No, yes. Yeah. Christmas music came on my shuffle totally. playlist. Totally. What's got me going? Like it's fall too early. leaves, crisp yes. air. Um. Like just bonfires and Christmas. I was thinking, I won't lie. I was Thanksgiving, thinking, should we like go to Chelan again and just get a house for Thanksgiving? I was thinking for my company to to create these beautiful Christmas wreaths to, oh, back to sell. back to business. So I was thinking I could start doing some, you know, <laughs> advertisement and get that. So I was thinking Christmas. So you're excited about business opportunities in the Christmas <laughs> season. What you're excited about <laughs> is capitalizing on people's need for products during the Christmas hey, season. one way or the other, people are buying and Christmas yeah, movies. that's why I love you. Candles are great gifts. That's yes. why we're going on a yacht. <laughs> Just to be clear, we're we're going on a friend's yacht that borrowed. And our friend doesn't even own the yacht. Yeah, yeah they're, they're borrowing they're, a yeah. friend's. Friends, their friends let them use it. Yeah, it's like we're third we're third party yacht yacht yeah. goers. Um, okay, can we do this? What what is some of the good? And, and hear me out on this. That is coming out of the year that is the sci fi year of twenty twenty. We know the bad. 
I think we've spent a decent amount of time on this podcast breaking down the bad, trying to get through the bad, trying to see the good and the bad. What what would you say, babe? And we could talk about this. Um, what is some of the good that is coming out of 2020? Can I say this? I feel like 2020 in, in a couple ways has been a wake-up call for me. A wake-up call. It has literally changed some of my philosophy. It's reminded me probably of like philosophies I had in my late 20s, definitely my early 30s. Do you remember our early 30s when we left everything? Everything. Everything we'd ever known and moved across the Both nation sides of the family, for nothing jobs. we had never known. Yeah. And we just, you know, you just like, you know, you just jump and you go and you try and you fail and you get back up and you do it again and you have endless amounts of energy and you just I love your facial yeah, the world is right our now. oyster yeah. and we are the diamonds in the rough. You know, like we just and I feel like sometimes, you know, towards the mid thirties, late thirties, you kinda like you have a level of success and it's crazy how some success can just like soothe you. And cause you just to slow down and get kind of easy. And like my son said to me today, he Caleb walks around slamming things. He's so loud. And I was like, dude, you go hard in the morning. He's like, yeah, well, you live that soft life. <laughs> Which I was mad, but I was like, and Bic was like, he got you. I'm like, dear I'm, Lord. I'm convinced when he slams in the morning, he's extra tired and mad that he's up. No, because when man. he was a little no. kid, he couldn't even barely get up I don't up think in the so, morning. because he's like whistling and singing, but he's like upstairs and you're like, poof. Cling, and then he's like, so and then he's like, <laughs> and then he's like, and then he comes down the stairs. He's like, and, I'm, and I literally like, dude, you go so hard in the morning. He's like, yeah, you live that soft life. <laughs> and I thought, hey, you know what? You do. 2020, one of the good things is it's kind of pulled me out of is if I'm just going to quote my son, the soft life. Mm. I feel like it's kind of um, so. Okay, so jumping into it. Two things, two thoughts of kind of things that I think have been a wake up call for me. And babe, you can respond. And we talked about this over coffee around bonfires recently with friends who came over. So this is kind of a just regurgitating some of the conversations, which is the point of this podcast, by the way. We just kind of have coffee and we talk it up. Um, my philosophical approach right now in this season, I'm being reminded, is going to be offense and optimism. I like it. Offense and optimism. And I'm going to explain. First of all, I'm going to take the offense again. And I don't, I think it's natural for most people, and maybe I'm wrong. This is just my opinion. To, they naturally live defensively, naturally kind of like um, play it safe. Um, they play not to lose, not, they don't play to win. It's just like, I'm just playing not to lose. I don't want to lose what I have. I don't want to, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's, it's kind of, and we're, we're naturally by nature, most people are defensive. Like, what did you mean by that? Why would you say that? You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's kind of easy for us to just kind of be on the defense, protect what you have, keep people from taking it. Um, you know, and I just I'm in in 2020 of all the years, in fact, like when where we have actually been forced physically to be defensive. Yeah. Masks, face shields, stay Goggles. in your home, don't go out, shut it down, cancel. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like everything is putting us on like, dear Lord, there's something inside of me that is like, I am going to freaking go for it again. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. um, don't be afraid to put in the hard work. Don't be afraid of long days and don't be afraid of long nights. Like, just take the, take whatever ground you can. Like, well, I don't, I can't do anything. What can you do? Take that ground. Um, be creative again. Be innovative again. Um, just, you know what I'm saying? Like, take, 
the offense. That I've been reminded of that philosophy. I think we did that in our late 20s, and we've done that throughout life. But I'm totally. just, it's been like a wake-up call for me. I agree. It's been, this, this, this season, and we've said this before, this season has been one of the most challenging ones, but honestly one of the most um, exhilarating and exciting ones because of that, because of the very thing you're talking about. A lot of people don't want to take the offense. Okay, I'm going to apply it to football because, you know, there's offense and defense in sports. And because they're like, well, I, I can't win. I might not win. Well, you might not score on every attempt. You might not win every time you take the offensive. But that doesn't mean every every season, every other se- you take the offensive. Like, we have to keep moving forward. So my question to people listening right now is like, what can you take ground in? I know there's so many things that we can't take ground in. I know that. Financially, business. I mean, we launched a business and a church and a publishing career in the middle of a pandemic, right? Like, I don't know. Was our timing off? I don't think it was, in fact. I think it was perfect. Mm-hmm. Which leads me to my second philosophy that I'm being reminded of in 2020, optimism. Yep. And I'm not talking about blind or ignorant optimism. I'm talking about grateful reasoning. And what I mean by I that love is that. like I'm going like in my mind, I'm not just going to be blindly optimistic. Like, oh, everything's so good. Right. Put your head oh, it's going to be perfect. Yeah. Don't worry. Don't worry. Be happy. You know, like, and I'm not like, I'm not going to just like pretend everything, everything will okay be fine. When no, 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 things no. are not. I'm not yeah. ignorant. Actually, so a lot of times optimism for me is kind of has a negative connotation because I'm like, Optimists bother me. Oh, it's going to be so sunny today. (laughs) But I am talking about grateful thinking, Mm -hmm. grateful reasoning. Can I say this? I think one of the byproducts of optimism and gratefulness is energy. That's so right. You agree or disagree? I agree 100%. I think you're a living proof of that. You have more energy than anyone I've ever seen. And one of the things I love most about you is you're grateful. You're grateful for every opportunity. Thanks, babe. Yeah. No, but I've, I've noticed that. And I, I'm just kind of thinking like, I think gratitude breeds energy. Are you are you feeling lazy right now? Are you feeling lethargic? Has quarantine got you in the quagmires? Which is really real. Flip on the optimism. And I'm talking about yep. grateful thinking, not blind optimism. I'm talking about being grateful for what you have. Here's what I think when I'm talking about op- optimism that acknowledges the negative. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, Realizing what we don't have, realizing what doesn't work, realizing where we are. It doesn't pretend. It's not pretending everything's okay. It acknowledges, so you can acknowledge the negative, but simultaneously find an upside. Yep. Right? That's you know what what's, I'm just thinking while you're talking, you know what quarantine has done? Um, I think, well, to us personally, and I think to most people, is that the lockdown has forced everyone to see me, to see them. In other words, it's like, and you have you have two choices. There is when you get kind of your whole life gets basically cut off to what you know you know you get you get basically shut down you know physically emotionally mentally even what you do with your work it's like everything slows down and stops. You're forced to have to see you, and two things can happen. One, it it causes you to see the areas in which you need to to deal with. Mm-hmm. It, it slows you down. Yeah, it slows you down to be like, you know why? Like we've had this conversation. Why Why am I spending the money I've been spending? Why have I been doing the things I do? Why do I even have this job? Or it also does things emotionally where I, I actually need to, I've had, I ran into someone, they're like, I need counseling bad. And I've just realized it in the last four months because I've my life has slowed down 
long enough to take notice. Mm -hmm. And also the positive side, it's, it's caused us to be like, I don't actually need all these things. I'm grateful for just the people in my world, the simplicity of life. Yeah. I have some food in the fridge. Yeah. Um, I have enough money to make it this month. There's toilet paper now. There's toilet paper now. <laughs> but I mean, it has, it's caused, it's, there's so many really good things. Can I just say too, it's like, yeah, we've started a lot of things in this pandemic, but I think it's because we've slowed down and asked ourselves, what do we really want out of life? Yeah. What really matters the most? Who really, like, who really matters? Like, is, are we giving the attention to the people that God's put in our world properly? Have we taken enough time with our kids? So many moms are forced to homeschool their children and they thought, oh my God, I'm going to lose my mind. But I also heard the flip side to that is moms are like, you know what? This is probably the best thing that's going to happen for my family. The school, the school system has been teaching things that I've had a hard time with for some time. And so it's like I'm taking back control of what, what my kids are learning, how they're growing. And I think there's something so beautiful about that. I love it. And I love what you just did, which was look at very, very tough times and very, very tough situations and found the upside. Can I just say this? There is an upside mm -hmm. to everything. There's always an upside. Um like, for, like, you know, um, if you fail miserably, here's the upside. Well, at least we know that that doesn't work now, right? Exactly. There's an upside. So when we try at again, we're trying. yeah, when we try again, we won't do that. We just eliminated one thing that we know exactly. won't work. There's an upside. Um, at least we didn't lose everything. You're like, well, what if we did? Well, at least we can start over. Right. <laughs> like, um, what if we can't? Well, at least we have each other. Okay. What if we don't? Well, at least there's still coffee. You know, like there's always going to be an upside. And that to me is optimism. It's grateful thinking. It's not blind. It acknowledges what's wrong. Even in the painful, hard moments, what can you learn? I mean, that that yeah. that thought alone is is gratefulness. Like, okay, this is really difficult. I, I just foreclosed on my home. Yeah. What can I learn from this? Right. I mean, we've been there. We've we lost a home. We have foreclosed on a home. And we had we've learned a ton from we that. We learned season. so much. And that grateful thinking, that optimism, it breeds energy. And that energy enables us to take the offense again. Right. I mean, I'm telling you, that has been a game changer for me. So can I just say thank you, 2020? Yeah. Which sounds really weird to be thanking this horrible year, but I am grateful. And you know, I had this thought the other thank night. You. And I just want to say to all the moms who are who are teaching their kids at home. To the moms? Uh, to okay. all the moms. I, I was getting my makeup on yesterday morning and I thought to myself, oh my God, we're going to look back in about five years because I think there's going to be a lot of kids who are going to benefit so greatly from being taught at home that it's going to instill like behavior things, manners, stuff that, that the kids have not been getting for decades. I feel like we're going to see a generation of, of kids in the next five to 10 years, and they're going to look completely different. It's going to have to do with moms and dads actually doing what really matters, taking wow. time to do something they never thought they would do. And that is educating their own kids at home. I think there's some really positive things yeah, what that are going to come out of this. I mean, you really just kind of season. made 2020 maybe the best thing that could have happened to society and the world. I mean, isn't that like years. God though? He takes something that we think is the worst thing, and you look. We'll look back in five to ten years, and we'll reap the benefits. You no, know, I feel of it. it. I'm honestly, if you're driving in your car right now and you're listening to this podcast, I hope you feel that. Like somehow we will look back in three, five, seven, ten years and be like, dude, that year. That year changed everything yep. for the better. Best, yeah. I know there's bad. Get it. 
And that's that's the hard thing right in the moment. I mean, let me just say this. I'm going to harp on it for a minute. I mean, we had to take Judah. We take Judah out of school. We homeschooled him. That one year was the best year for Judah. It set him up in ways for his future that if we hadn't taken him out and homeschooled him for that year, I don't know. There would have been some other issues. But it started out of his worst year. It started out of his worst year. some bad things happening in middle school and we were like, dude, we got to pull him out of school. So like mom he's and going dad, the wrong you direction. Pulling, you, yeah. you actually not having a choice is maybe God setting you up for something even greater. Look at you, girl. Getting it. Okay. Another thing. I could add one. Uh, Vic. I love it, Vic. Yeah, okay. Vic. We'd love to hear. It's deep. More hand washing, like that's come out of 2020, mm. and more hand washing is better. Can we than mute her less mic? Hand washing. Can we mute her mic? Oh wait, you have to mute your mic. I, I have to you agree. Mute with sound check. Your own the mic. I, thank you. I was one of those hand washers. I was. The, I'm always the quick. You're the quick antibacterial white person. I, I wash my hands so long now. It has nothing to do with anything we're talking I'm about. I'm cleaner for yeah, it. It's something that's good that's come out of 2020. <laughs> it's not good. I don't think hand washing. I think it's, you know what I think it is? I think it is neutral. It is as neutral as neutral gets. Oh, God. There's, I mean, Hand okay. washing is quite important. Next time you want to make a comment, I'm going to need you to send it to me via text. <laughs> I will give You're you being thumbs dramatic. up or thumbs down. Brushing right. your teeth and hand washing is, is really important, okay? Um, here's another wake-up call for me. People are the key to long-term success. I am reminded once again that success is not just money. It is money, by the way. Like we've opened a business. We're not successful if that business doesn't make money. It has to make money or that business will cease to exist, right? We've also opened a nonprofit organization, which money is not the success of that. It's influence and helping people. In fact, we will gauge, we will literally gauge the success of the church we've opened by how have we helped people. Mm -hmm. That's how we'll gauge that, right? Um, But- in life, in business, people are the key to long-term success. Let me put it this way. And this is, I've been reminded of this again. You're like, why? Well, first of all, we haven't been able to hang out with people as much, all of us. So you start to realize like, wow. And then it gets you introspective and you start to think what matters most in life, right? And you've heard the old adage, if you get to the top and you're all by yourself, what does it matter? You have no one to celebrate with you, right? And um, I don't think the goal is even getting to the top. I think the goal is just going with people. Yeah. And wherever you go, if you're with people, you win. I don't even, well, did you get to the top? Who freaking cares, bro? Who were you with? Who walked with you? Who ran with you? Who did you do life with? Are you at the bottom? Well, if you're at the bottom and you have people, you're going to be all right. I mean, don't get me going. I think the goal isn't the top of anything. I think it's just being with people um, and cultivating that. But in any organization, this is probably true of any, your business owner, um, we're business owners. I don't, I think it's just need. Why well, you, you don't have to say it? I yet. also own a business with you. I just need people to <laughs> you realize don't have to say that. It. Come <laughs> okay. down. Stop. I, we are equal partners in this business. <laughs> I know you think you're the boss, and technically you are, but I'm also a boss somewhere. In this you are business. the boss. <laughs> Let me just say it. You're the secretary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I am important. I drive a Dodge Stratus. <laughs> um, um, probably for owners and businesses. I would think this would be an unkind of unspoken but natural order of like priorities. It would be like when it comes to like when you look at your business, an owner would be like, it's it's me first, then it's the customer, and then it's employees. What I mean is like they would probably be like, um, Take I'm care in this me. to make money for me. Yeah, That's why I started me. this. Why am I even Take doing care this? Of mine. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm doing this because I want to make money. I want to be successful. Secondly, I want the customer to be good because if the customer's happy, then I'll be happy. And the you know, and I want to, and then the employees. That's probably order. I completely 100 percent 
utterly, I can't even, I can't put any more words to it, disagree with that philosophy in 2020. And I've been reminded of it. Here's what I think the long-term key to success is if you're doing business, nonprofit, and life when it comes to people. It is employees first, then customers, then then me. Like, wait a second, man. How did you, because you, you, you'll get taken care of. That's fine. It's going like to be a win-win. you're starting a business. But if, if you want to have long-term yes. success, first of all, how <laughs> are you going to help people? Get the best people to help you help people. Right. Can I just say that? So the people that are on your team, whether that be in business, whether that be nonprofit, whether, take care of those people. Yes. Take care of those people. And then those people will take care of the people that you're serving or selling a product to or helping, right? So if you're in a church, take care of the people on your staff because they'll take care of the people that you're serving. If you're in a business, take care of your employees because they'll make your customers feel Uh great. Do that first. And then if your customers feel great, in the end, you will win. You'll be taken care of. If it's money, if it's bottom line, if it's success, if it's reputation, you know what I'm saying? That has to be the way we do things. And can I talk about success for a second? I think more than financial success or accomplishing things, it's reputational success. What is your reputation? Because that leads to legacy, which is genuine impact. I'm not so interested, like, did you make a million dollars? Awesome. But if you made a million dollars and stepped on everyone to get there and abandoned the people you love, what good was that, by the way? Right. What is your reputation? To me, that is success. And the only way you get that is through treating people well. Right? You know what the best brand for your organization is? Your reputation. reputation. Your reputation. Treat people well. Don't burn bridges. Um, Because people talk. Kelly... She's talking in the bathroom to uh, to Jenny, and she's like, she's talking about, and that spreads. For instance, like, okay, I, honestly, as a business owner, we'll hire people, right? Um, right now, we have a few part-time staff, but we'll hire, there'll be, as the business grows, we'll hire people. As a nonprofit organization, as a church, we'll definitely have a staff of people. Right. You have to treat them well. There will come times during those seasons, especially in the business, where you'll have to let people go. Didn't work. It had to be let go, right? That's just, that is actually a part of life. Everyone can't always stay. Life has goodbyes. It's how we do it. I love the thought of when you have to let someone go in a business, do it well. For instance, like if they've been working for you for six months, maybe let them go and give them six months severance. Like what? Are you freaking kidding me? They only worked for you for six months. You're going to pay them for another six months? Treat people well because Kelly's in the bathroom talking to Susie and she's like, yeah, that organization, man, like that company, dude, they're awesome. Like they did me well. Well, they had to let me go, but they gave me severance. They're grateful for you. And that, you want to talk about branding, that will spread. And there will be people who have never even met you and don't know you who think very highly of you and love you. And you're like, how do you even know? Because your reputation precedes you. So well said. (laughs) The (laughs) best way. And so you're like, okay, so how can I value people? You're like, oh, so you want me just to pay them tons of money. Mm. Okay, yeah. You should you should I pay think that's people. That's part well. of it. Can I say this is the best way to value people? And this is coming from twenty four years of experience in the people business. Best way to value people is to know people. Mm. I'm gonna say it again. You can't value people if you don't know people. You can't help people if you're not in it with them. Get to know people. You know the best way to do that? Coffee. <laughs> God, I love the theme of this podcast. <laughs> 
Take them out to coffee, coffee, man. Hey, I would love to get your story. I'd love just to hear about your life. Get to know people. As a boss, as an employer, as just a human being, yeah. people feel valued when you know And as the organization story. grows, let's say you've got like, you know, 15 managers and those managers are managing all kinds of departments. Well, you can get to know your management team and the 10 managers can get to know their team. And then those directors and team leads can get to know their team. And, and the culture just goes down in such a healthy way. You create that culture. Yes. And I think the, I think our best tools in this is humility and empathy. Yes. Humility in the fact like, hey, even if you're the owner of a massive company with 500 employees, you still have a moment to walk like, through the lobby and see like Sarah, the man, who's the waitress, and be like, Sarah, thank you for serving here. Like, what do you do? Hey, normal. how can I make your job easier? Yes. I know you're the CEO, bro. Awesome. Good for you. Like, literally clapping for you. But if you even, you know, Sarah would leave that day and be like, dude, the CEO talked to me today. And I told him like, I needed to be home earlier on on Fridays because my daughter has basketball practice, but I have to work till six. And he said, he's going to see what he can do about it. Like he actually cared. Yeah. And, and just get to know people have, have the humility to not think you're so you know, good. And I think it's as simple as um, the mindset of, I don't have anything better to do when there are people in front of you. I think the tendency, the human nature is like, well, you're on your way somewhere, right? We're always on our way somewhere. And we see people on the way. Yep. It's like, Training ourselves to be like, you know what? Nothing else is more important than this moment right here. Right here. Be and then the you'll get you'll get to go where you need to go and where you need to do and what you need to do. It's like just take the time with the people who are right in front of you. Yep. Love and that, then, babe. You and do. then have empathy. Yes. And empathy is different from sympathy. Sympathy is like, oh, I'm so sorry. Empathy is like, I actually know what you've gone going through. I've been there before. And so it's like sympathy that's specific. It's like, okay, for instance, if someone's lost a loved one, I don't, I'm not just sympathetic for them. Like, oh, that, that's the worst thing. I'm empathetic because I've lost a loved one myself. So my sympathy can be focused in a way that can help them more because I know what it was like. I'll never know their story perfectly, but I know what it was like to lose that. And I know what mm -hmm. I felt. So I could be sympathetic specifically. And I think empathy is a huge thing. That's why when you're going through hard things, realize that there's a good to that because that's going to give you empathy down the mm -hmm. road. And you see someone who's struggling, you see someone who's having time, have empathy. And so take your sympathy and put action to it. That's what empathy is to me. It's sympathy it. that has a, that's like, and I actually know what I can do to help you. So for us, like we, we have friends going into surgery here in the next couple of weeks. What are we doing? We'll call them like, hey, we're going to bring food. We're going to drop it off. I remember when my dad died. I still remember the meals that were delivered to our house. You're like, really? You have such an obsession with food. I don't. It meant so much in the moment. Like, Even if you don't eat it all. Your scripture like verses and your consolations, thank you. I wasn't listening. But you know what really, really ministered to me? Mm -hmm. Freaking oh, Charlie's chicken fingers with the with the honey yeah. mustard. I remember the platter yep. that the family dropped off. I remember and our family when was I had like, heart oh surgery gosh. and yeah. I had moms coming over and just folding my clothes my the clothes and and like helping me carry the kids i mean like it was just the simplest things of being present with people and we can't do everything all the time but what can we do that's right. the question and do the right thing can i just say this doing the right thing is always the right thing mm -hmm. so right like, i don't know if i should do it is it the right thing well yeah then do it doing the right thing will always be the right thing yeah. to do that, that don't complicate it man Dude, we complicate things. That's I was having a really a, I was, good. Don't get me going on. Okay, so here's the thought. So, okay, I want to value people. I want to get to know them. But, like, sometimes people just won't talk. Like, so you're saying I need to take them out the coffee. But I, they won't even talk. I get it. I've raised three teenagers. teenagers. So here's – so we were talking about this the other night. Right? How do you get a teenager to talk? And I love our kids. Our kids were great teenagers. 
Serenity currently is. She's crushing the teenage life, by the way. Like all the stereotypes of teenagers being rebellious and whatever. Serenity has blown that out of the water. Both our boys did too. I'm so grateful for that. I love them. But Serenity will have the moment. And so did the boys when they were teenagers. I'm like, how was your day? Like, good. Um, What do you want to do tomorrow? I don't know. I don't know. Um, Like, what are you excited about today? I don't Hmm, know. Not that much. Uh, Like, you know, they just won't talk. So here's what I've learned. I came up with like a little trick and I think it'll help people. You're like, how do I get to know people? I want to talk. Here's what I do. I talk. People are like, you shouldn't talk so much. You should listen more. No, no, no. You didn't let me finish, sir. I talk <laughs> to get a reaction. So when I go out to coffee with Serena, you'll do the same thing. I'll just talk to her. I'll uh-huh. keep talking. I keep talking. And I wait for a reaction. And when she reacts to something I say, because I'm talking so much, I stop and listen. That's right. That's and so right. And then I learn. So just take down the formula. Talk yep. stop to get a reaction. Stop, drop, and roll. When you get that reaction, listen. Like, listen, listen. Listen. Like, so I'll be saying something. Somebody be like, somebody be like that's ridiculous. I don't even agree with that. Oh, well, well, why don't you agree with that? I listen. Like, what What did I just evoke and in my daughter? that gets her going, yeah. And then I learn about her, and then I can I can move it on. I learned very quick that Serenity loves the games. Like, okay, if you're on an island, what three things? She loves it. Like, she just, I don't know why. If you're on an island, what three things would you want? You know, and she's like, hmm. I don't know, maybe like, and then she just start going. And I learn about my daughter. And so every time we go out, I'll always kind of pull up one of these kind of riddle questions. Just, I just get her going. And she says something and I, I've, we've actually become to learn, like people are like, I don't even know my teenager. I know my teenager. I actually know my teenager. I know what she's going through. I know when she's off. You know, how many parents, friends do we, do we know? Not, I wouldn't say friends, but how many parents do we know? Like their kids are like off the freaking deep end and they don't even know it. I know it for them. I'm like, dude, you're, your kids are losing their way. They don't even know it. I can see it. I don't even know your kids, but I can see that they're losing their way. And it's because they haven't taken the time to learn. Like I was saying this to my son the other day. He's like, dad, you always knew when my attitude was off. You always like, your mom would always be like, what's going on with you? I think it might be because this talk mm. to get a reaction. When you get that reaction, listen and then learn from it. And learn. So right. And that's how we make people feel valued, right? It's really good. And can I just say this as we kind of close this one up? In your your attempts to make people feel valued, I want to just give this kind of like clarification. Don't get paralyzed by others, other people's opinions of you. Don't, don't, don't let that stop you. Because I think most people, what holds us back is other people's opinions. That... Are not even there. Right. They're not even real. And then if you were saying, so what holds us back? Other people's opinions. And you were to say, well, how do you get over that? Tell them to shut up. <laughs> and I don't mean literally. Like, don't be mean. Don't be a jerk. But I'm saying, like, you cannot allow other people's opinions to stop you. That's the truth. To keep you from moving That's forward. That's the truth. You can't. Now, but who are you listening to? Because it is important to get opinions. So who are the people that love you? Yeah. Who are the people that are with you? Who are the people that are committed to you? Who are the people that you're doing life with? Like, you need their opinions. It doesn't mean you'll always take their opinion. Right. But you need it. Like, for instance, if I'm like, Jen, I don't want to hear anything you have to say. I would be in the total wrong. Like, dude, that's your wife. She's doing life with you. She's been with you. Yeah, babe, don't forget it. You actually need her opinion. I need your opinion. It doesn't mean your opinion will always be right or my opinion for you will always be right, but I need to hear it. You know what I don't need to hear? The freaking Instagram people and the the social media. I don't need their opinion. You're Mm -hmm. ugly. Uh, you're stupid. I don't. I don't need. So you're like, what's holding you back? Other people's opinions. What should I do? Tell them to shut up. Don't literally tell them to shut up because that's mean and you should be kind. But it, I mean, in your mind, be like, dude, I do. I'm not right, even listening to what you're saying your because space, other people's opinions yeah. can paralyze you from moving forward. 
So in the same way, value people, but don't allow just random opinions. And sometimes those opinions do come from people we love the most. And like I said, it doesn't mean they're always right. So take it with a grain of salt and keep moving forward. Yeah? So great. I hope I didn't just contradict everything we said, but I felt like I needed to say that. That was really good. Well, I love you. Um, You're wearing a deep you, which is wonderful. So. <laughs> and you have a deep V, my love. But your deep U. Is, and your deep V. But your deep U. In that hair chest, chest hair. <laughs> U and V. <laughs> I love you. Cheers, everyone. Thank right, you for, for listening. Thanks for joining us today on Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen. Hey, if you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and we'd love to hear from you. You can leave a review, rate us, or follow us on social media at It's Billy Huffman. Here's to more coffee and honest conversations. Cheers.